0: Hi, I'm Katie Marquette, and you're listening to Born of Wonder.
1: And here there is something more than just a transient
0: experience. It's about uh, being. It's about the things that matter to me. It's about the white spaces between the
1: paragraphs. Then God said, let there be light. The mistake you always made, Doc, trying to love a wild thing. On the day when the weight deadens on your shoulders and you stumble, may the clay dance to balance you. And when your eyes freeze behind the grey window and the ghost of loss gets into you, May a flock of colours, indigo, red, green, and azure blue, come to awaken in you a meadow of delight. When the canvas frays in the corrock of thought, and a stain of ocean blackens beneath you, may there come across the waters a path of yellow moonlight to bring you safely home. May the nourishment of the earth be yours, May the clarity of light be yours. May the fluency of the ocean be yours. May the protection of the ancestors be yours. And so may a slow wind work these words of love around you, an invisible cloak to mind your life.
0: Starting today's final episode of season four, our New Year's episode, Happy 2023, with uh, the words there of the poet John O'Donohue. I've talked about him on the podcast before. I think I shared a few of his blessings, which he has a whole book of blessings, which I think are really beautiful. Uh, and that one was A Blessing for a New Year, and he wrote it for his mother, Josie. So I think that's really beautiful and a great way uh, to, to start 2023 here. Um, and the wonderful Irish music you heard, that incredible fiddle, was by Florey Brown. Uh, she has a great album called Best of Irish Fiddle. That was The Hunter's Purse, which is the first track on that album. I listened to it a lot, so that is a recommendation I wanted to give you there was that whole album. Flory Brown, best of Irish fiddle. So here we are. Uh, I'm actually recording this uh, across time here, back in 2022. uh, I'm recording this on New Year's Eve. (laughs) So truly on on the precipice here of a whole new year. I love New Years. I think it's fantastic. I think it is. uh, I'm all about fresh starts. um, If anybody who's listened to all the episodes on this podcast knows I'm always looking for fresh starts you know the fresh start in autumn everything else my husband Chris and I were joking because I'm reading a book about anglo-saxon time and how they measured sort of winter and summer and uh, just sort of their approach to seasons and things like that and uh, they measured uh, they sort of had two new years one you know with the winter solstice and one with the summer solstice so I think we're also going to embrace anglo-saxon time so we've already had one new year's um (laughs) and then we'll have another one so yeah like fresh start absolutely um i i think it's great uh i hope you had a great new year's eve we are having a very low-key one you know hanging out with very funny toddler eating pasta um things like that and uh it's lovely it's really really nice so and now i'm drinking some tea and recording this so great way to bring in in the new year um I know a lot of people get overwhelmed by the idea of resolutions and things like that because they break them really fast, myself included. (laughs) Um, But the uh, comedian uh, Jen Fulweiler, she has a great podcast called, I think it's just The Jen Fulweiler Show now. I think it was called This Is Jen before, but I think it's The Jen Fulweiler Show. And her last two episodes about New Year's were really great, really funny, and I really recommend them. And she gave some really good advice on the last one, which is that You really shouldn't focus so much on the strategy by which you're achieving your goal, but on the goal. So what she meant by that was that um, a lot of times, say, you're you're really you're trying to get in shape or something. So you say, I'm going to run three times a week every week. That's my goal. That's my New Year's goal. Well, very few of us can keep up with something like that. Life happens, weather happens, sickness happens, you get tired. (laughs) Maybe it's not as fulfilling as you thought it would be. Um, So you give up and then by March, you feel really bad about yourself because you gave up on that resolution. But instead, you should focus on the goal. And if the goal is, you know, I'm going to be a healthier person or I'm going to be in better physical shape. Well, there are tons of ways to accomplish that besides running three times a week (laughs) you know what i mean so you 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 can you could go for a walk uh you can um go to the gym you can uh you know eat healthier all these other things so you're still doing the same goal you just have different strategies for achieving it or if you say i want to read more and somebody will say oh i'm gonna read four books a month well that might not happen but Reading more could mean, you know, instead of watching TV, you read for 20 minutes. That's reading more. So uh, I I just think that's a really good, realistic approach and a way to keep pursuing our goals even when we might have to change the strategy. Um, That's really what I want to. I'm not really making goals. I'm sort of have vague ideas, but I mean, you know, I'm about to be thrown into postpartum newborn life, and I know that that is not the time really to be sort of keeping myself to some sort of strict regiment but I do have sort of sort of bigger abstract goals about you know my work and creativity and taking care of my body and other things like that uh, that I want to keep in mind so I think that um, you know the strategy may be very different when I'm you know nursing around the clock a little tiny baby um, to when she's six months old you know things will change right Uh, so I think that i can keep those same goals and just keep changing my strategy so just a little bit of advice there um jen fullweiler goes into it um, much more so i would just recommend her podcast and those last few episodes i'm also taping this on the day that uh pope benedict the 16th joseph ratzinger uh, passed away he died today at the age of 95 um and i just i have so much admiration for him such a brilliant mind in the church and in the world and um, I was revisiting some of some of you know the my favorite things he's written Um, and just I just wanted to share two quotes with you you can if you just look up Pope Benedict quotes you will have such a you know rich uh, treasure trove to go through I think I've recommended many many times Uh, the spirit of the liturgy which is just beautiful Um, and he's written you know his his, uh, infancy narratives about Christ and actually he wrote a whole series about the life of Christ so I mean if you want to dive into Pope Benedict's work you will have plenty to do I have plenty to do so um, but he's a beautiful writer uh, amazing thinker so um, say a requiem prayer for him so and just very grateful for his presence in the world but uh, here are two quotes from him that I really enjoyed Just as the believer knows himself to be constantly threatened by unbelief, which he must experience as a continual temptation, so for the unbeliever, faith remains a temptation and a threat to his apparently permanently closed world. In short, there is no escape from the dilemma of being a man. Isn't that great? Uh, Here's another one. Each of us is the result of a thought of God. Each of us is willed, each of us is loved, each of us is necessary. And there's a very, very important, profound theological truth that we should all keep in mind going into this new year. Each of us is the result of a thought of God. Isn't that beautiful? So thank you, Pope Benedict. So um, yeah, so New Year's, here we are. Um, I did one one resolution that my husband and I are sharing is that uh, we're trying to memorize a piece of poetry each each month. Um, I want to get better at reading poetry, understanding poetry, and... I think it's really meant to be read out loud. I think it's the best way to learn it and to really enjoy it is to read it out loud and to memorize it. Um, Memorizing gets sort of like a bad rap these days, but I only know a few poems by heart, um, but I really like treasure those that I can call them to mind uh, at any time, and I do. Um, You know, I would say them to Jo when she was little. Uh, I remember trying to memorize The Highwayman, when I was nursing all the time because I just was like trying to occupy my mind. I didn't, I, I think I knew it at the time and I just, I forgot it. You know, I was sort of in a haze. But um, that's something we're trying to do together. And the first poem we chose is a poem called Brock by Ted Hughes. Uh, I've talked about him a fair amount on the podcast too. But um, it's a really interesting, beautiful, bleak poem. Um, his nature writing is so compelling I would recommend looking into, into his poetry, um, but you kind of need some explanation sometimes. I find a lot of it really, really confusing. There's a great podcast I listened to um, where I was introduced to this poem, and I will put it in the show notes if you are interested in his poetry. I'll just read you the first stanza, which I think is just, it's, it's all just really beautiful, but it goes, the sea cries with its meaningless voice, treating alike its dead and its living. Probably bored with the appearance of heaven after so many millions of nights without sleep without purpose without self-deception So there you go first stanza it really it's very rhythmic to read he was He was very interested in the fact that poems should be read out loud He had sort of this idea of the poet as barred and that there should be a musical quality to poetry So he's a he's a good one to look into but um Anyway, I digress. I'm just sort of uh, wanted to share with you sort of what's on my mind going into 2023, hopefully give you some inspiration for some things you could do. Um, But uh, yeah, and I wanted to reflect a little bit on what I've learned this year through the podcast and life (laughs) and just share it with you. So that's what I'm going to do. I have 10 things here that I have learned uh and i'm still learning all the time none of this is set (laughs) um so but i just wanted to share it with you and i hope that it's like that it's an encouragement um and uh, just solidarity in a lot of uh life's challenges you know but um it's been a good year you know incredibly thankful for our family and uh you know this this new little girl here in just a couple weeks so it's been, uh, but it's been hard too. I mean, this was a hard pregnancy for me and uh, yeah, and but I'm proud that I kept up with the podcast. There's more content. I kept up with sort of a weekly uh, podcast routine, um, which I was not doing before. I was sort of in like twice a month, which is maybe what I'm going to have to do, um, depending on how life is with two little ones. But, um, but, you know, so it's just more things for people to listen to, but we definitely increased listenership and... Um, yeah, so I'm I'm just so happy uh, that that's happened because you know of course I want people to be listening to the podcast, but mostly I'm just grateful to do it. I was talking to Chris about that today just that how important it is to keep this you know intellectual creative side of my mind going and it gives me so much joy and encouragement uh, to to pursue these things that mean so much to me that would be so easy to, not do in the chaos of life with you know little kids and just the normal busyness of uh, of life it's very easy to not pursue these things that give me uh, so much happiness so really it's just been a gift to me and I hope that it's been a gift to uh, some of you as well so I'm just grateful for you listening I'm very very grateful and grateful to all the guests we had and it was just um I'm just very very thrilled with uh with with the fact that I get to do this project, it, it means a lot to me. So, if you want to give me a uh, belated Christmas gift um, <laughs> or a, a New Year's gift, uh, you if you leave a review for the podcast, it means so much to me. means so much to uh, you know to the podcast and gaining listeners. Um, if you are on Spotify, you can leave a star write- rating. Um, if you're on iTunes, you can leave a review um, with a comment. Uh, Of course, I read them. Of course, each one, you know, it just it means the world to me to read them. So thank you so much for those of you who do take the time to read a review. And thank you so much to the people who email me, which I always appreciate, you know, and just people just say, you know, like share something about something they liked or, um, you know, how they found the podcast, somebody introduced it to them, or um, we we share some, you know, sort of random interest in common. And I've met so many interesting people that way. And it just it's um, so great that you take the time to do that so you can always email me just go to the website bornofwonder.com go to the contact me page Um, that would be great I've talked about this before, but I'm hoping to start a Substack, I have no immediate plans about that, um, but that's sort of sometime in 2023, just hopefully getting back on my writing and stuff like that, Um, that's certainly one of those goals that, you know, Substack is one strategy, right, but I don't know if that will be the only strategy, for now I'm journaling, I'm I'm writing, I'm putting actually a pen in my hand and writing, so um, that's a good start, Um, that's, so, but I will be doing that at some point, and I will keep you posted, uh, if if you sign up for the newsletter on the website that is the best way to stay in touch about that um and then i have a patreon uh, it's two dollars a month i would love to send you a thank you card if you sign up just make sure you send me your address you can think of it like a tip jar just you know two dollars in there um just uh it really helps um me not lose money doing this um, <laughs> because i do subscribe to so many different things in order to you know have music and Uh, audio editing software and just time to do it so um, that really means a lot you can find the link to that in the show notes but all of that is to say it's the end of season four Uh, I'm about to have a baby so life's life's gonna happen here in 2023 so say a prayer for me please and for the baby but I'm not done yet (laughs) we're going to share uh, 10 things here that I've learned and um, hopefully Uh, they, um, you know, are helpful to you. They're just, you know, my personal sort of recollections. I would love to hear about anything you've learned this year. Again, please message me. I would love to hear about that. So let's get going. 10 things I learned in 2022. Number one, you can control almost nothing. So focus on the 0.1% you can and let the rest go this is really really hard but I just I think it's really true (laughs) Um, and I'm actually I'm such a control freak I've realized I think in the past year that I'm way more of a control freak than I thought I was Uh, Because a lot of people tell me, oh, you're so easygoing, all this stuff like that, and I remember there was something going on, you know, where somebody else had planned things, and I was sort of losing my mind because it was so inefficient or, you know, wasn't, you know, (laughs) I thought it was a bad idea, and Chris was like, see, you're not easygoing, you're easygoing when you plan it, when you're in control, and that's true. (laughs) so I think I just take control a lot. So, um, I've just realized that there's a lot I can't control. Crazy things happen. We've had a crazy few weeks. We had like a tree fall on our heating oil tank. We had, (laughs) um, just a lot of just like minor disasters going on. Everything, you know, relatively speaking, all is fine, all is well, but, um, I didn't handle it very well, partially because I can blame pregnancy hormones things, but I think it's a bigger thing than that. Like it's just a control thing. So I'm learning that you really can't control a lot. Um, pregnancy will teach you this as well. Uh, I've had, I had gestational diabetes with Jojo and I have it again and this time around I have not been able to stay diet controlled Um, the last few weeks here I'm on insulin at night and that really threw me for a loop because I was really strict with my diet I had a whole you know plan I you know kept this keto diet was really really healthy had great numbers and then out of nowhere my numbers just went crazy and the doctors were not thrown by this at all they're like yeah this is what happens you know it's you know, your hormones, like it's kind of has nothing to do with you, what you eat or not. <laughs> and that just killed me because it means I don't have much control over this. And uh, you know, I can't handle that if I, if, if even if it means keeping a strict diet or whatever, if I think I can control it, I'm okay with it, but not being able to control it really throws me. So, um, and you know, of course, all the many, many things that can and do happen in labor and delivery and things like that, and that I'm, you know, concerned about or whatever, like I have no control. (laughs) So all that is to say, my big takeaway, you can't control it, let it go. I'm not saying that I have effectively lived this out, but I know it's true. So that's the first one. (laughs) Number two, you live in a zoo. Nothing about human life in the 21st century is normal, and if you realize that, you can be a lot gentler with yourself about the things you need to do in order to imitate the social and emotional support we all need. Uh, The other day when I was trying to de-stress, you know, I was taking a hot shower and Chris told me to like put on rainforest noises, you know, so I could be like at the spa and I actually did it (laughs) and it was relaxing. And, you know, we get used to it, but it's kind of funny that we have these sound machines and things like that, that will imitate the sound of the trees or the ocean or birds and things like that. And, um, yeah, that's because we're meant to be outside, right? That's what our brain is craving. It actually calms us down. We're not really meant to live in these like, uh, you know, really isolated, quiet areas. We're not meant to, or if you live in a city, you know, the sound of city noises like it's not nobody has a city noise uh white noise machine right i, I say that and it's probably somebody does but i i think that there's so much that's just sort of biologically unnatural about the way we live, um, especially in the way we've set up our communities. And, you know, everybody, every mom talks about, you know, with such nostalgia, uh, this village life, um, which must have existed at some point. I'm sure it was never perfect, but just this idea of um, a community of, of women and men, you know, just sort of all sort of raising children together. And now we raise them in such sort of isolated, um, one-on-one ways which is really unnatural and it's really hard so I think that if you just say that it's unnatural you can um, say well how can I sort of I you know I don't live in a village I don't live next door to like four other women with kids who we can all raise our kids so like what can I do to imitate that Um, and that is like good to do you know maybe you budget to hire somebody maybe you make more time to visit you know your family or whatever it is like you realize that there's something unnatural and that the way you're feeling is not your fault. It's because um very basic biological level needs have not been met. Um there's a great book by Mary Eberstadt uh called Primal Screams. Um sort of an intense title, but <laughs> but it's all about sort of, you know, so many things in our society having gone, you know, just totally crazy. And that if you look at it through that lens, she's like, if you looked at the way people live um as if the way that zookeepers look at animals in their habitats and they start seeing them act in like strange or violent ways or something like that they would say well there's something wrong with this environment like there's something that's setting them off they're not being satisfied in some sort of basic biological way. And she argues that it's the same with human beings that there's like these basic things that are not being satisfied so we've all gone a little crazy (laughs) um anyway i could ramble about that for a while but the point is you live in a zoo life is not normal it's not normal in the 21st century so you have to make some concessions and be gentle with yourself number three follow your passion And your job does not have to be your passion you'll regret pursuing abstractions that sound good over realities that are actually good if not as flashy don't try to live someone else's life so just a brief example here from my life i have gotten so much more out of doing this podcast uh than i did when i worked at a public radio station And I was like featured in a magazine and I could very easily tell people at a party what I did. Now I, you know, well, I stay home with my kid and I, you know, I write a little bit on the side. I have kind of this creative project. It doesn't sound as good, right? It's not as fancy. (laughs) Um, But I get so much more fulfillment doing this. Um, I'm grateful that I'm able to do it, that sort of we can, you know, that we can do it this way. Um, but I just think there would be a lot of more people like maybe if they even worked uh, you know actually like after I graduated from graduate school I, I was totally disillusioned with like life political life um, <laughs> in DC and I worked in like I worked like a retail job and uh, did sort of creative things on the side as I tried to figure things out, figure out my next step. So I think a lot of people like would feel a lot more fulfilled if they made that room to follow their actual interests and not worry so much about how it looked on paper. Um, of course, there are always practical considerations about money and just realistic, you know, um, and that's why I say your job doesn't have to be your passion. But that like, like follow those interests, like make them a huge part of your life because uh, even if it doesn't make sense to other people, um, you know, don't try to live a life that isn't yours for the sake of other people. And also people have their own problems. They're not sitting around thinking about what you're doing. So, um, yeah, don't live someone else's life. Follow your passions. Four. Four. Nothing ever, ever stays the same, so don't base a decision off one moment in time. Things could and likely will be different sooner than you think. So nothing teaches you this more than having a baby, right? Because I'm always, even now, like with a toddler, I'm trying to figure out, like, okay, when we do things on this day, then she sleeps better. Like, if we do it this way, she sleeps better at night, so that must be the schedule we have to stick to. Like, okay, that makes sense. And then, you know, it, it never stays like that because she's always growing and learning and it changes like the next week so I can't keep up so everything changes so don't make huge decisions based on one moment in time for instance don't be like me over the summer when I was having morning sickness and it was like 100 degrees and I was like that's it I'm moving to the Canadian border I'm going to live there on like a postage stamp yard and sell everything we own and that's what we're going to do because I can't live like this. That's crazy, don't do that. (laughs) Summer is a short season. Don't make decisions during that time. So uh, yeah, so just make make your decisions holistically and don't think that just because one thing is one way for a little while that it is that way forever. Like things change and they change faster uh, than you think they do. Five, if you're having an emotional meltdown, take a good look at what's going on physically. Are you exhausted? Are you having a blood sugar crash? I'm speaking from experience. We tend to plow through these physical things, but they have huge effects on our mental health. Address those first. Um, Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why, like, you know, going for a walk is, you know, tried and true advice for when you're not feeling well uh, emotionally. Uh, you know, that like our body and our brain are very connected and uh, we can't ignore one or the other, right, without it having huge effects on us. We know that like when you're anxious, you know, I I have sort of white coat syndrome. So my blood pressure is often high at the doctor's office. So I know that my anxiety at the doctor's office has a physical effect on me, right? Like my blood pressure numbers actually change because of my mental state. And so it's the same thing, vice versa. You know, you could be going, something physical could be going on. You could be absolutely exhausted and you're not going to feel like yourself, um, you know, or you could have like, you know, a surge of late pregnancy hormones and be, you know, feeling like a crazy person or with, you know, uh, diabetes, you could be having a crash or a spike or something and your brain actually needs glucose to function. So if you are deprived of glucose, you might not be able to function mentally. So address that first and uh yeah, just don't ignore your body because i think uh, i'm really i've done that many many times just sort of the plow through approach and it doesn't work it's not good so you know mind body connectivity matters so six if you have trouble finding balance with technology social media etc you're not alone i've found a few things that will work for a time and then they don't work at other times i don't really have any solutions but i do have thoughts on this so anybody who knows, uh, anybody who listens to this podcast a lot knows that this is nothing new. This is always on my mind. I'm always trying to find the balance with social media and my phone, and I never have <laughs> ever. Uh, let's see, I've been off since before Christmas. I think like Christmas Eve. I, I was like, okay, I'll pop back on at the start of 2023. I'll probably, I'll probably get on to post about this episode, um, but. Yeah, it's hard. Uh, It's really, really hard. I mean, I was kind of working for a little while there where I had, um, I used this app called BlockSite, which I would recommend. I actually set a password for it that I've like since forgotten. So I can't delete it off. You know, I can't say unblock, you know, whenever I want to just get on. So it actually does keep me off Facebook and Instagram. So I've been totally off for a little while. And it's really nice. It's really, really nice. But I also do like to get on and update and share photos and of course promote the podcast and things like that. So I have not been able to find the balance. I don't know the solution. I will say if you're leaning toward one way or the other, it's better to get off. Like if you're, if you're sort of on the fence, get off it, you know, get off or get off it for a while, get off, do three weeks on three weeks on, you know, or get on once a month. I just, I think it's like the daily scrolling that is the biggest problem and that's the one thing that i've tried to be relatively strict with about is not scrolling social media or something around uh, around jojo and you know i don't want to do that i don't want her i want her memories of me to be picking up a book or cooking or you know being active and stuff like that engaged in the world i don't want her to see me sitting there scrolling on my phone not saying that hasn't happened many many times (laughs) and sometimes you need to be on your phone right but um but yeah just that boundary um but then you know when i had it blocked for the day and would have it available at night then i didn't read and i would be be distracted all night and be like get anxious before bed so i i don't know i don't know what the solution is (laughs) but i'm just saying that this is like it's these things are designed to be addictive so it's not like a moral failing that you have a problem with it and um, it's also really 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 hard to find the balance but i would encourage you to take long frequent breaks so that you can reset your brain and slow it down. Um, I'm already reading so much more, so much better, even just in like a week off. Um, There was some study they did with people who got off social media for just four weeks. And I think they said it was like the equivalent of like two months of talk therapy. And all of them had, I think it was like a 200% increase in like satisfaction in their life. (laughs) So, um, you know, we, we sort of justify social media a lot by the things it brings us and there are legitimate things it does bring us. But there's no way to sort of um, calculate all the things that it takes away, right? All the times it took us out of the moment, all the times it distracted us or got our brain so fried we couldn't read or write or do anything like that. We we don't know all we've lost. and I think we probably are losing more than we think. So again, if you want to take a cleanse, I think you should. Um, but uh, also you know getting back on is okay too like it's just it's just really hard it's just hard so just solidarity with that. Seven, uh, I know I'm a new parent, and I reserve the right to retract anything I say, (laughs) but I'm convinced that 99.9% of parenting books are nonsense, and don't get me started on the styles. I still resent how much they messed with my head, and only two books were actually helpful, and they were about doing less, not more, and I'll tell you what those books are. They were hunt, gather, parent, and there's no such thing as bad weather. Those were the best ones I read. They were really, really good, but I read a lot of a lot of books um in like the first months of Judge's life and they really messed me up they really messed with my head they made me think we had to do things one certain way or if you were going to do a certain you know style then you couldn't do xyz I think that's all nonsense I think that parenting is about developing a relationship with your child and your child is a unique individual and you as a parent are a unique individual your family has unique values Goals, everything like that, Um, and there's no um, playbook for that. There's nothing for that. So I think that your child wants a real human being, not a set of styles. (laughs) Again, if if there's something that sort of resonates with you, and you take something good away from it, but I think for a lot of parents, there these books and this this sort of approach is stressful so that's just why I say that is like it messed with my head I don't like it and I feel much better now that I just am myself and trust my instincts a lot more so uh number eight uh just a short one but just true uh your family and your friends are more important than almost anything else in life make decisions accordingly uh I think it's crazy when people say, oh, I'm not going to consider my family or this or that when, like, thinking about a career. Like, I think that's nonsense. Like, why wouldn't you think about your family? I don't know. <laughs> um, your family, your friends, like, these are the people, like, it's worth investing in these relationships. It's worth, you know, all relationships are messy. We all get annoyed with each other, but, like, we all, we, we need that community, right? Like, going back to, like, we live in a zoo. Um, <laughs> we're social animals. Um We need each other so don't discard that Uh, i think it's just really really important and i'm working on that i'm working on prioritizing that nine uh physical objects matter in a time when we tend to save our photos even read our books on screens it's worth the extra effort to create meaningful keepsakes that you can put your hands on relatedly you have fewer serendipitous moments when all of life follows an algorithm yeah. So, I mean, I love, I, I love taking photos. I got a new Polaroid. Uh, that sounds like such a, you know, a new Polaroid it actually is one of the newer ones. I had an old one actually from the eighties before, but my dad got me a new one and I love it because then I have physical photos immediately. And I actually, re- I print out my photos at, at least every six months. I put them in albums. I frame them. I, I like, I need the physical things. I kind of don't trust technology to keep them (laughs) um but i also like like um jojo loves looking at them like she loves flipping through photo albums she loves uh you know like family members we don't get to see as often she knows uh she knows them from their photos and things like that so i think it's just really important to do that and i think the sort of the serendipitous aspect i'm talking about is like When I was growing up, and um, there were books all over the house, and I could just—it just like seemed like so much possibility all the time. And I could go up and grab a book, and that's how I discovered a lot of my favorite books was randomly like perusing the shelves, looking at the spines, and I would just find something. Um, You never get to do that if you're on a Kindle, right? So I think that that's important. Or um, or uh, one of my friends, you know, you know how I feel about handwritten letters. I love them. I try to send them a decent amount I sent her a letter and I had a prayer card of uh, Juan Diego that I sent her and uh, she ended up you know she she had received the letter a while ago uh, and then she ended up sort of finding the prayer card of Juan Diego out on his feast day and her her wedding anniversary is on the feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe so it's like you know, it was, it was like a really cool nod there from Juan Diego that, uh, you know, but by the fact that I sent her this card and, um, you know, but you need to have those things sort of lying around to have moments like that. Um, and I have moments like that where I, you know, I have a few pen pals I've had for years and years and years and I keep all their letters and sometimes I'll stumble across one or something they sent me or a photo they sent me or something like that. And like, those moments mean a lot, and we need to have physical objects around us uh, in order for those moments to happen. So I just think, you know, again, in the world of screens, make sure that you make time and prioritize those physical objects as well. Lastly, uh, in the beautiful Rossetti poem and Carol in the Bleak Midwinter, the singer asks, what can I give him, poor as I am? What can I give him, give my heart? And I really think this is all the theology you need.
1: What
0: can I get? And to end the, those reflections there with uh, Within the Bleak Midwinter, played there by Bert Janch from his album L.A. Turnaround. I love his version. I love that carol. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed that. I'm totally out of breath from, from talking so much on this podcast. At the end of pregnancy, it's like oh, you can like barely breathe. Um, so it's time. It's time to wrap it up. It's time to wrap up the season, wrap up this episode. So I just thank you for indulging me. And I I hope that you are taking time to reflect. I wish you all good things, amazing things in 2023. And I'm going to end this episode with um, the New World Symphony by Dvorak, which I've recommended before. I think I've played segments of it before. I blasted it in the car the other day, all four movements. And it's, oh man, it is, it's so beautiful. It's just it's probably my favorite piece of music so i'm going to play the fourth final movement which is like this triumphant conclusion um and i hope that that's how you feel about 2022 and if you don't just know you have plenty of opportunities waiting for you in 2023 uh just i want to send you into this new year um just with dvorak's energy and optimism and everything like that i also have a little clip here of jojo saying happy new year to you so please pray for me um for the new baby and everything like that i will be in touch thank you so much for listening as always i'm katie marquette and this is born of wonder happy new year.
1: just a transient experience.
0: It's about uh, being. It's about the things that matter to me. It's about the white spaces between the paragraphs.
1: Then God said, let there be light. The mistake you always made, Doc, trying to love a wild thing.